What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Oh, tis the season for putting out awesome podcast episodes. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? What happened to the rhyme? Well, I thought I'd go with a more Christmas season <laughs> this, this season, right? this time. Right? But, I uh, guess so. Okay, we got a special guest on the line. Keisha, say what's up to the people. That's what's up, man. We're going to be covering Raw Smackdown and NXT. Uh, big shout out to everybody at UFC 231. That was a lit event. Got to let y'all know. Shit, Max Holloway retains the uh, featherweight title. And uh, Valentina Shevchenko is the new flyweight champion for anybody that didn't see it. That shit was lit. Check it out. Yay. Uh, on to Raw, man. All right, on to Raw. I thought we would start this week by covering their tag team division in general. Because I hear, we haven't watched Raw yet, me or Art, but I hear that uh, we have new Raw tag team champions. Can we get there? And Gable can and we, Jordan. Can we kind of, I mean, uh, can we Bobby build Rose. our way up to that? Oh, we, I we, mean, we I, I want to cover the week before, you know what I'm saying, yes. and get to it. All right, what, do you, what would you like to start with? I want to start with Ronda Rousey. All right, <laughs> you know how I am. Okay, so Ronda comes out on Raw, whatever. She's about to have a tag match with Nia Jax and Tamina, her and Nat- Natalia, mm-hmm. and they jump them. The Riot Squad comes out. Riot Squad. They put in, they actually put Natty through a table last week, which is a lead up to their tables match at TLC on Sunday. Yeah, and her Maddie and Ruby and, uh, Riot. Ruby and Riot. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Ronda has to find a new partner. Mm-hmm. And who does she get? None other than Ember Moon. Yep. 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 Oh, oh that makes sense because of this week's raw. Okay. Right. Yeah. So. Ember Moon, the ta- Ember Moon, and Ronda Rousey have a tag match with Tamina and and uh, Nia Jax, and of course that was the main event of Raw. Which I gotta say, man, the women have been main eventing the shows a lot lately. Well, Art, you know, I think it's a transitioning period into where they will start main eventing more things. Hopefully, they getting, get to main event pay per views right, more. They're getting you know more airtime, better, more longer matches. You know they're getting they're getting a shine off, and I'm glad to see it. And of course, Ronda gets stumped out. Of course, every every week from ever since Charlotte, Ronda's been getting beat up a lot. Yeah, well, I think that this makes her look more human. Art, you know, she's not a machine. She's not a robot. She's a person. You know, she can be hurt. She can be injured, just like anybody else. But and she can't be beat. I think that this makes I think this makes her more relatable to be honest with you. How do you feel about Ronda Rousey, Keisha? I like Ronda. I I'm not one of these people that's like, oh fuck her. She just a part of the WWE machine. I mean, she does what she's supposed to do, which is bring in money, and she looks like a women's champion to me. I mean, but I I don't know if I would put the title on her, so quickly, but I understand why they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... So, yeah. Taz has I a... I don't have a problem with her. Taz has a big beef with the with uh, them putting the title on Ronda so early. Uh, I was listening to his podcast, and he says uh, there's a lot of girls in the back who's been there who's paid a lot of dues, and for Ronda to come in and just get the belt immediately makes the belts... make They don't need a person to make the belt the belt's making her. 
You know, I can uh, see where he's coming from. You know, Taz, I think, has a pretty good mind for the business. And uh, he's right on the money here. You know, Ronda, I've kind of warmed up to Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike her like I used to. But at the same time, there are a lot more people back there who should be getting this shot. Yep, yep, I understand. Well, I was thinking that when they kept putting the title on Alexa Bliss. Like, she's not the only motherfucker back there. Like, exactly. Exactly. That and I didn't understand, and I don't even dislike Alexa Bliss. I don't really like her, but it's like you got other capable, able-bodied women who are better than her, yet mm-hmm. this was the same one you keep slapping the title on every five minutes. So it's just like... Right, it really Why? seems like uh, Alexa Bliss hasn't been there, I wouldn't say, for like five years, and she's a five-time, maybe six-time women's champion. I think it's six times. Yeah. And, and that makes no sense to me. It's like, it's almost like they're saying that this is the only person that we think that is capable of carrying the vision or the brand, and that's not true. It makes the other girls look like they're not shit, you know? Right, like they're not worthy. Mm-hmm. because... That's not true. So it's, I never understood that that WWE logic. They do that a lot. They do it a lot. But, I mean, they did it with Roman Reigns, Stone Cold, mm-hmm. The Rock, all the way back to the Attitude mm-hmm. Era. They have a habit of putting the title on big name guys and nobody else. Yeah, I think that what they do okay. is they like to pick somebody and they like to build them up as high as they can and just run with them. You know that that's basically yeah. what they're doing. I mean, it's smart business. It is, you know, you pick somebody who can do it and you put your, put also, your back behind them. Also, word around the internet has it that Alexa Bliss is cleared to wrestle. I hear that as well. So, hopefully we'll see her in the ring soon enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope that she is actually cleared yeah. and that she does get her career back on track. Um, yeah, I hope she gets better. I don't wish anything bad on the girl. I just, I just think of seeing the same crap. Over and over. True. And, and, over and if it was, and if it was going to be the same thing over and over, <laughs> then they should probably listen to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're not going to do that with the sad. So. Well, I, I, you know, my sentiment. I think Vince hates us all. I think that he just likes to troll us, and <laughs> and I think that he has a habit of upsetting the fans because it's one of his favorite things in the world to do. I don't think Vince hates us, but it's like he's a chef, and he's trying to fulfill 3,000 orders all at once. You know, he can't fill everybody's orders, I and think, he can't really make everybody happy. I think that if he was a chef, he'd be feeding everybody liver and onions. Well, <laughs> liver and onions. I just think that's the way it is. You know, he he's trying to listen to a million people at once, and he can't really do that. Well, majority rules, and he's not listening to the majority. Uh, no. I, I want to talk hey, about <laughs> <laughs> the last twenty twenty five years, but I digress. Exactly. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, Heath Slater and Rhino. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a match to see who's going to keep their job on Raw, and Heath Slater wins. But behind the scenes, off air, Rhino announces that he's about to retire. Which I find to be extremely sad. Rhino is one of, in my opinion, he's incredibly underrated. You know, his stuff with ECW, yeah. his stuff 
in with early TNA. yeah TNA early SmackDown. I mean, he could have been an upper mid Carter if they would have given him an opportunity. I feel that, and uh, they didn't really give him that shot. I don't think in the WWE. I personally think Rhino's had a great career. I think he's uh, <laughs> done a lot over his tenure, mm-hmm. and I think that. Uh, it's about that time. You know, he's getting older. You yeah. can't do this thing forever. I understand that. Uh, he's become more of a comic relief, the comic mm-hmm. relief to the show, you know, carrying around plates of cheese and crackers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And always eating. Uh, he's become Heath Slater's hype man. And I mean, I think that he's made enough money throughout his career where he could let it go. Yeah. But to be fair, Heath Slater brings out almost anybody's entertaining side. Yeah. Which is one of the things that I love about that guy. I mean, he's not only a good, he's not a bad wrestler. You know, he's a pretty good wrestler. He's also really, really, really funny. And that's pretty good to see. Yeah, so uh, Rhino retiring isn't like major, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think it's about that time for him. Yeah, and uh, let's not forget, Slater's not signed as a wrestler anymore. Huh? He's a referee now. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Corbett threw the referee shirt at him. He's wearing the stripes. So we'll see what this leads into Yeah, and see what happens with this. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, what do you guys think about this trio of Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre? Guess first. Go ahead, Keisha. Corbin as a wrestler, I can't stand him as a general manager. Just don't see it coming, 
But at the same time, uh, it's doing what it's supposed to do as far as making him a bigger heel. It is. It is. Because anybody who knows me knows that I kind of gravitate towards heels. And it's saying a lot that even I can't stand him. Yeah, I think um, this yeah. thing with him. I'm a real person, too. Right. I love Drew McIntyre so much, but honestly, it wouldn't matter what the hell he did. As far as Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre is four times bigger than he was as the chosen one. He he looks yeah. like he ate the old Drew McIntyre. <laughs> yeah. And as far as like his wrestling skill, he's always had it, always. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. right now, I think Drew McIntyre is at the point of his career where he can make matches with small guys look good, make matches with big guys look good, make matches with scrubs look good. Mm-hmm. And once you reach that point in your career, you're pretty much the Triple H of the game. Exactly. I, I agree with you on that. But uh, to get back to your original question, Adam, I'm not really feeling this whole trio thing. You know, I think it's just something to kind of build Baron Corbin's whole, you know, cross me, now you're going to pay for it thing. And I don't think it's doing very much for uh, Lashley or Drew McIntyre. I mean, the new version of the authority, as I like to call them. I like the old authority. Is not gonna. It's not gonna compare to the Triple H or mm-hmm. the Vince McMahon's or the Stephanie McMahon's because yeah. you believe their power. You kind of don't believe Baron Corbin's power with him being a GM and a wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And take like off the tuxedo when you get in the ring. <laughs> Good lord! Why does everybody? What's every businessman have to wrestle in their wrestling their business clothes? It kills me. <laughs> yeah, I I do not like seeing guys wrestle in slacks and a button up shirt. <laughs> I don't like it. It yeah. seems extremely uncomfortable and hot. Yes. Right. And I watch limits his movements sometimes in the ring. I watch The Rock slide across the ring in dress shoes, <laughs> and this dude is wearing dress shoes every week. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about the Raw Tag Team Division now, Art? Is now a good time? Yes. I think the Raw Tag Team Division is suffering so bad. I think so as well. Oh, yeah. Um, And it's not because they don't have the talent. It's because they don't put the machine behind the talent. Mm -hmm. Because let's not get it twisted. The Ascension was running shit before they got to uh, the main roster. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. American Alpha running shit before they got to the main roster. The Revival running shit Don't before they got started. to the main roster. And they get to Raw and they're completely looked over. We got the Revival losing to the Lucha House Party every week. Is that really? Every that week. Every single week. Which I'm not going to discount the Lucha House Party because Kalisto, he's awesome. So is Grand Mental Weekend. Uh, Lucy Dorado, all three of those guys are great. I would say they're underrated to an extent, but you, come on. I'm not a revival fan. I'll be honest. However, I can give credit where credit is due. Those guys are fucking awesome. Yes, as a tag team, those guys are incredible. And they're one of... 
I don't know what WWE is doing. It's like, it's not like, like you said, it's not like they don't have the talent. They got the talent. Raw is chock full of talented guys and girls. And it's just like, they just, either they don't get behind certain people or they just get behind this one little stack of people. And it's, and it's like, it's getting weird to the point where they're starting to put over just these thrown-together teams. It has been for a while, yeah. starting back with Sheamus and Cesaro. Mm-hmm. They were just thrown but together. But you see how well they worked out, though. But that was and a, they somehow worked. That's yeah. another thing with WWE. They'll throw together these teams, and for some reason, they might work out. Some of them. Some of them. We'll give the new day they're just due for mm-hmm. getting thrown together. Mm-hmm. We'll give Sheamus yeah. and Cesaro they're just due for getting thrown together. Yep. But Chad Gable has bounced around with three separate partners since he's been there. Yes. He he's had Jason Jordan when he started. He really is. It's a shame he doesn't get a chance to shine as much, but hopefully that'll change. Like, if if it's that bad, why not just throw him on 205? I don't know, right. but uh, where he could I shine think, on there too. But. Exactly, he would shine. I think he'd put on some incredible matches with those guys, and his finisher Absolutely. would look great in in a division like that. I think that Chad Gable's just a good tag team wrestler. You know, I think that you know he that's where he shines. Is where he does his best work. It's a reason why he's got three different partners, and two out of three of them have had tag gold art now because. That's where he does his best work. Yeah, I don't, I don't really dig him as a single superstar, you know. But as a tag team wrestler, I feel that he can shine. And but you gotta admit that he puts on incredible matches as a single, single wrestler. He does, he does, he does. Yeah. I'm not gonna deny I that. Chad Gable's an incredible wrestler. That's better as a tag wrestler, but he can also do the same thing if given the same chance as a single wrestler. Exactly, man. Because yeah. when I can see him doing like. Charlie Haas did back in the day. I can see him doing that. Charlie Haas was pretty good by himself, too. Exactly. Shelton Benjamin was, too. Yes, uh, Charlie Haas' tag partner was Shelton Benjamin. Speaking of, that was one of Chad Gable's partners (laughs) was Shelton Benjamin. Yep. And uh, ever since since Chad Gable left SmackDown, Shelton Benjamin's been another one that's been overlooked. And he won a match over AJ Styles. To be fair, yeah, Art, I think that uh, Shelton Benjamin's best days might have been might be behind him at this point. You know, I don't think so. He's I one think of them. he's just not getting the opportunity. Not only that, Shelton Benjamin is really boring on the microphone. I mean, he made it work yeah, back in the day. Never been like general. I don't Some think it's working now. Don't got it. You got to think when he was well, on top. He wasn't saying anything. Mm-hmm. Triple H was actually like cutting promos at him every week. Mm-hmm. And then when he actually did make it, he had his mama to talk for him, <laughs> which was Thea. Yeah, Thea had Thea's to, had to talk for him. You, uh, I think that was Val Venus in the booty with something that came out of her head. One of them pins. Yeah. Like stuck in the crack of his ass. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, Shelton never, and now in this era, he has to get on the microphone for people to notice him. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is. Why people don't just go off your wrestling skill. They have to have promos in order to, you know. I've said it a million times on this show, and I'll probably say it a million more. 
80% of the roster nowadays are good wrestlers. You can't just rely on that anymore. It's, you know, you have to bring something else to the table. And I know we all hate to hear it, but it's true. Mike's skills cannot be overlooked. Exactly. You have have to have them, and I'm sorry to say this, but I feel it's a necessity. It is, especially now. Going, if you're going to be top, top guy, you got to have them. So, um... And then, or at least have a mouthpiece there for you. Yeah, a mouthpiece yeah. would work. Yeah. Like Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is not good on the mic. At not all. at all. He talk shit and say whatever the hell he wants to say then. That's all why right, Heyman is there. That's why Paul Heyman is there. And some people don't understand that. It's like, he's just not good on the mic. Everything else he does makes up for it in the ring. But Mike on the ring... I mean, on the mic, no. He's just, yeah, that's he's that's one of those things. Mic. I mean, Brock Lesnar is a huge guy with a little bitty voice. <laughs> yeah, he, he just doesn't. He's one of those people where he's like Baron Corbin. Like he's on the mic, you're like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? But unless he's just talking shit, and then you're like, oh, okay, I see where you're coming from. But if he's like reading from a script or whatever, you're like, that's that's why. Bobby Lashley's getting the attention that he's getting now because he put the microphone down and gave mm-hmm. it to Leo Rush. Which is a perfect fit for him, I feel. Those two are a pretty good fit. And uh, a lot of people have been making fun of AOP ever since the Drake Maverick oh. peeing on himself thing. I believe that's the reason why they took the belts off of him because no one takes him seriously anymore. You can't take them seriously I, after I, that, I, Art. You can't do it. I don't understand. I don't know where that came from. I'm sure they explained it at one point, but it's like, out of all the people you got back there, you put Rockstar Spud with AOP. My problem, my biggest problem with that is, why would you stop listening listening to Paul Ellering to start listening to Drake Maverick? That's the thing. I think that's what really killed them. From what I understand, he didn't want to do the schedule that the main event roster had. Yeah. Understandable. So, He's pretty old. Yeah. That's why he, back, he backed out, which is totally understandable, but that goes back to what I'm saying. Out of all the motherfuckers you got to put with AOP, you pick Rockstar Spud. What? Why? I never understood that, and it's like, he came out there with them in that vest, and I'm just gonna feel like, <laughs> I'm supposed to take them seriously? I think that's the thing. Putting them in squat gear was probably the worst thing they could do. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Dreadful, I can take AOT seriously, but when I see him in the middle, I'm like, what is he? What are you doing? What, why? You can't take... Like, you can't find can't nobody else? <laughs> then after, after the, you know, thing at Survivor Series where he pissed his pants, everybody's been chanting AOPP, and they just won't let the peeing thing go. So, of course not. <laughs> I, I think WWE had to make a decision. Which and is probably the right decision, to be honest with you. I mean, I can only hope bad. and pray now that we have face tag team champions again. That means the Revival will finally get their shot. But I can only hope and pray, though. I've, I've almost given up hope, but I can still hold on to it a little bit. Well, the Revival's still in that 
thing with the Lucha House Party. So they're losing every every single week. Three on one. That was that was the last one. Three on one handicap match. Lucha, Lucha House, House Party rules. Oh man, I, was, I love the Lucha House Party, but man, it's awful. I think their style. I don't, I don't even know what that is. I, think I that, can't really speak on it. It's one of those things where it's like, I'll be honest. I think I walked out the room on that match. <laughs> I think I the, know this sounds horrible, but yeah. I walked out the room a lot last week on Raw. That was probably one of those matches where I was like, "Yeah." I think that the Lucha House Party style only works when all three of them are together, because yeah. solo as wrestlers, they're not that exciting. Besides Kalisto, yeah, but together. <laughs> The way they tag in and out and mm-hmm. capitalize on each other moves, standing on each other's shoulders and all that stuff makes them very exciting. So Which it'll... is crazy because I don't know if he's seen Grand Metalik outside of WWE. That guy is great. Yeah. I mean, the king of the ropes. You know what I'm and saying? And Lindsay Dorado was yeah, awesome he... in that cruiserweight, t- in that oh, cruiserweight tournament. The first like, time we saw him, he was pretty it's, great. It's that WWE logic again. It's like, what are y'all doing? But let's not get it wrong. Like, the Lucha House Party is dope. Mm-hmm. But how many successful yeah. 205 guys have you seen make it to, like, the heavyweight division, heavyweight title runs and IC title runs and stuff besides I've got, Kalisto? I've still got hope for Buddy Murphy. Eventually, he will break through that ceiling. And I feel that he's big enough to be on the main roster and at least be upper mid-card. I think they'll let him slip through. I doubt it. Just like everything else. Because if anybody should have made it to me, it should have been Cedric Alexander. Yes, He had the crowd behind him. He had the wrestling style. He had the charisma. And he got signed because of us. He did. (laughs) So that's the one guy that should have been, like, to the moon. But, of course, they ruined him like they ruined everything else. And who they ruined him for? Enzo Amore. Yeah. I can Speaking of that, I just read a quote from from Popwell, formerly Neville, and they asked him, why'd you leave WWE? And he said, and y'all probably saw it because it was like a picture, but it was like an article that I read it from. He said, well, he said they took the crown off the king and put it on a whack-ass rapper or something like that. Which is uh, true. Like, Neville was at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. Neville was the best heel on in WWE while he was heel. He looked Neville evil. He's always been one of my favorite, favorite people to watch. Like, there was nothing that guy couldn't do. Yeah, Neville's my favorite high flyer, period. I don't uh, discredit anything about him. He's incredible in the ring. He's incredible on the mic, even though he has an accent. If you still mm-hmm. understand him. Unlike Finn Balor. Yeah. Oh, Lord. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand Finn Balor. Uh, don't get him started, please. No. Don't get him started. Nope. nope, Finn Balor. Don't do it, Art. Hurdy, flirty, we're hurdy. Already, we're already running over on this topic. We should probably move on to the next thing. one. I can just fine. But <laughs> <laughs> people talk about her accent. It's like, I can understand her, but all right. Right. I mean... Oscar's probably the worst on the microphone right now. Yeah, she's getting well, there, I think. I'm not that she's good at putting, English, but when she does talk, I can understand what she's saying because she gets straight to the point. 
And what All the right. hell is Finn Balor smiling at? All right. Can we just move on? To, okay, let's move on to SmackDown. <laughs> okay. SmackDown. I don't know. I was making a shit ton of money. I smile too. <laughs> All right, SmackDown. I smile uh, like motherfuckers, but hey. Exactly. I would too. Give you that one. At least somebody gave me a reason why he's always smiling at the wall. Yeah. I personally don't understand yeah. why they got that man coming out there grinning like the Cheshire Cat every week, but hey. And speaking of Finn Balor, why did it take all three of them to beat him up? I don't know, Arthur. They're probably trying to make him look strong. I mean, I hope that's the case. And also, uh, Sasha and uh, Bailey kind of gave us a hint that the women tag titles are coming. I hope so. I hope so. But I don't think they should be the first champions, though, Art. Mm-mm. I don't either. I gotta I go agree. with the Iconics. That's just me. I would put it on Tamina and Naya. If if it was me, I'd put it on the Riot Squad. Another good choice. Yeah. Love the Riots. I would put them too. That's I not a bad choice. Actually, dig the Riot Squad. The Riot Squad is a legitimate team, and mm-hmm. they can do the free bird rule where any one of them, any two of them, can wrestle for yeah. the you know for the titles like the New Day did. I think it worked the best with them. Yeah, personally. I think so. I think so too. Uh, SmackDown now. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan. I dig the new Bryan. Some people don't like it, but it's like, I think it's awesome. I, I fucks kinda with like it. him better as heel, but I like heels, so. I fucks with the new Daniel Bryan. I thought, first off, that this wasn't going to work. I really did, because as Bryan, as everybody knows, Bryan really kind of started off as a heel. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? With Nexus and doing the things that he was doing. He came back at SummerSlam. And then after that, he became a heel with AJ Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, he always kind of said nothing, so to speak, as a heel. The no. Well, he was doing the yes thing to be annoying. When he turned to uh-huh. another heel, he started doing the no thing. Now he's just blaming us for sinning and ruining the earth. Now, now, okay, if they keep going with what with what I hope they're going to keep going with, and that's making him the holier-than-thou, judgmental, hippie. Did, did you notice he's been wearing the same like sweater that. for like three weeks like in a row that. now? Did you I notice did. that? I noticed he's, he's wearing, wearing the, the same, same Cosby sweater. For three weeks in a row now. That's working for him. He's got a new, uh-huh. I don't want to call it dingy, but it, that's what it is. He, you know, he looks dingier now. You know, he's got the greasy hair and everything. You know, and I think that this would work for him. You know, the whole judgmental, you guys are ruining the planet thing, lecturing us and everything. I'm, if they keep going with it like, a, like they are, I think that they'd have something. It's really good right now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see where this thing is going with him and The Miz. I hope and pray they're not turning The Miz face, but they probably It almost are. seems like they're flipping the script on us where so. Miz is going to be the face and Daniel's going to be the What's heel. weird after all the shit that he's caused Daniel Bryan over these years? And then look at the match that he won. I can't remember. Was that might have been SummerSlam? SummerSlam. Where Maurice got involved. Was yeah. that SummerSlam? Yeah. Yep. That was SummerSlam. So it's like if you're gonna turn him face, it's like how are you going to justify all the other crap that he just did? Not even three, four months ago. So, well, if, I don't if, know. 
if you hate Daniel enough, you'll kind of forget everything that the Miz has done. And to be honest with you, I think haters, but they hated him even when he was good. So I right. To be honest with you, I think the Miz has got the mic skills to pull off the face roll. I mean, we all know that as a heel, he gets some of the worst heat that the people get. You know, people love to boo this guy. I honestly think that if it was the other way around, I think that he could get people behind him. He's just good on the microphone. I'll say, and some people might disagree, but he's one of the best talkers they got. He is. He is. I think he like, is the best talker they have. I don't think that can be the I don't think that can be debated anymore. You know, people love to discredit him. Oh, the Miz can't talk. We don't boo the Miz because he's good at talking. We boo the Miz because we don't like him. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Miz well, is one of the job, best man. interviewers on that roster, and people just love to discredit him. Love R-Truth and Carmella coming out with the dance break. Good Lord, I did not think I would love those two so much, but I do. They're so hilarious, and I like Carmella more as a face than I did as a heel. I do, too. It is funny when she does that little dance, but it's like they're coming out here dancing again. (laughs) They're awesome! Well, here's some five more minutes of this. Now, you yep. know they're going to wear this out until we can't get enough. Personally, oh, we already can't I, get enough. I want my dance break t-shirt. <laughs> Come on. Here's Truth is a treasure. I already had enough, but because I like Truth, I put up with it. And then when she does that one little dance, I kind of forget about it and start laughing. That flossing dance. <laughs> I'm like, here we are again. Oh, that's awesome. Love those two Also, guys. big ups to R-Truth. That song, That's Endurance, is hot. Mm. I like it. If ain't nobody listened to it, go check that out because that is a hot song. Well, I think we. I think it's kind of common knowledge that Truth's a good rapper. I mean, it, it wasn't his interest. He was using that. You know, he uses his talents, you know, to promote himself. And I, I love that yeah. about the guy. He's very entertaining. He's good in the ring. Yeah, Truth is dope. Um... Becky came back. You yep. know what I'm saying? She looks she looks healthy. That eye doesn't look bad anymore. Ready to rock and roll. She's ready to rock. Um, her, Oscar, and Charlotte had a tit-for-tat thing mm-hmm. where, you know, Oscar saying Becky never beat her, mm-hmm. but Charlotte saying I already beat you. Becky saying I beat Charlotte, so that means I'm better than you. Yep. That's um, the way I see it. I think this is the match that I'm looking forward to at TLC. This is really the only one I'm looking forward to. Uh, there's going to be a lot of good matches, Art, but this TLC match for our women's title, I think, is going to be the killer right there. Yeah, those three together. Yeah, there's only two that I'm looking forward to, and that's one of them. Yeah, those... The other one is Rollins versus Ambrose. So that's because I'm a Rollins girl, and there's, she can't do no wrong to me, but he's the only reason why I still pay attention to Raw. Like he stays the show for me, but I hated Seth Rollins for so long, and but I never discredited him as a wrestler. But now, like he's his wrestling game is so high up there that he's probably the best wrestler they have in WWE right now. I would say he's in the top five for sure. Yeah, he can definitely hold his own against anybody on the roster. And, like, the match that he had with AOP by himself really showed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, there was a, I can't remember that match where he went, like, it was like a gauntlet match where he went, like, a whole hour by himself. 
Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was crazy, too. That was a classic. Not only that, him wrestling Sting and John Cena in the same night. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's had some... He's had some great, great highlights, but I gave I gave Gunner shit for a long time. I kept telling him no, he don't I would sit in a room full of people at pay-per-view parties and sing his praises and they would hate me at the end of the night. Not we him. We did. I kept telling people how great he is. Nobody wants to listen to me. No. But as great as I think I he is. Was great in ROH, which that's the first time I ever seen him. They used to be yeah. the show that came on. I can't remember it, but it came on, like, Truth TV or whatever. But they would show, like, the security guards at the ROH show, and that's where I first seen him. Yeah. Back before he had the muscles when he was Tyler Black and he was doing the GLG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, as I was, how I became a Rollins fan. You but, know, I was a Wyatt family guy. So uh, it was either the Wyatts or the Shield, and I chose the Wyatts. Of course she did, but uh, to bring back to bring back to uh, full circle about what you said about being the best on the roster. As much as I love Seth Rollins, I would have to give this one to Daniel Bryan. Though, as far as best technical wrestler on the roster, I think he still got that crowd. Did you see that heel hook art? I did. Nobody, I. How can he make a move that's so basic, basic. look like it's about to tear his leg in half? Cause it's what it did. He made a chop block look look deadly. Yeah, he does. I mean, Rick did a great job at doing that though. Yeah. Like I've seen Rick chop block guys where I'm like, oh, his leg's broken. Like his leg's gotta be broken. I, I'm concerned for AJ Styles walking. So what do you think about this Daniel Bryan Miz thing? Where the Miz is actually helping Daniel Bryan, or vice versa, Daniel Bryan's actually uh, helping the Miz. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, because that's going back to how it used to be. How they would have Miz coming out there, downgrading and discrediting Brian every week, and it's just like now they're trying to make it seem like, well, it's Brian listening to him, and I'm thinking to myself, I really hope not. Because if that's the case, you really didn't need that information. You could have just done it on your own, but I don't know. I guess it just depends on the way you look at it. It's not bad, but... You know, I can't really rock with this one, I don't think, you know. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because, you know, the Miz and Daniel Bryan, you know, they, you know, we hate, they, you know, they hate each other and kayfabe, and I don't really think they like each other that much in real life, do they? I don't know. But uh, anyway, yeah, it just, it just doesn't make much sense to me. It doesn't make much sense to me. I don't think they're having complete issues or issue at all. I don't, I don't think so. I think the real issue was between Maurice and the Bellas. Oh. And uh, it kind of just leaked over into the wrestling world with Daniel and The Miz. As far as them going at each other, I believe, like, they've been enemies for so long. And they gave us this elaborate storyline about 10 years of hatred they did. between each other. For them to turn around and work together would make absolutely no sense. None. The, exactly. The only way it will work is if one of them turned on the other one fast. Kind of like how Daniel Bryan joined the Wyatt family and turned on him the moment he got a chance to. Mm-hmm. That's the only way it will work. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? 
but um, I, I wanted to talk about that Liddy triple threat match Ooh. between, uh, was it Jimmy Uso? Jay Uso. Jay Uso. Jay, uh, Cesaro, Cesaro and, and Xavier Jay Woods. Woods. Man, I, after watching SmackDown's tag team division, I just, I just can't understand why they can't get it right on Raw. I don't get it, but. You know, SmackDown has the dominant tag teams. Yeah, but to be fair, though, you know, they have both the tag teams that really get their shine all the time, and that would be the Usos and, and the, the New, New Day. Day. Yeah. And right. the bar now, too, now they have all they have the stacked tag team division. It's almost not fair at a point. Not Ross. They still got Gallows and Anderson. They're on SmackDown. It's a shame that those guys aren't being used. Well, they're they doing... Gallows and Anderson is doing a lot of stuff on the network as far as like these TV shows. They've on the Edge of Christian show a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're you know cutting these <clears throat> these promos on the network and stuff. So I don't really know if they're being utilized. I know they're not being utilized to the best of their ability. I don't think so either. Those two no. ran things in New Japan as a tag team. But let's not forget they came over here and won the tag titles in like two months. That wasn't two months, I don't think, was it? Yeah, they was, came yeah. they came really Saturday. fast, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, they were tag champs at WrestleMania or something. Yeah, I think they won those at, like, the Royal Rumble or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on they the pre-show. Yeah, WrestleMania, they, were a chance, they were a chance at WrestleMania, though, were they were. Yeah, so let's not forget that they got, they got the push really quickly. But then it also disappeared really quickly, too, and it hasn't been back yeah. yet. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. That's the problem. And it's like, if I was a promoter, there's no way that I would have some guys with a title reign that lasts in the snap of a finger. I would have at least had them go a couple of months, you know? And yeah. we tried to build them up while building up another tag team that isn't the new day, but... I think once the, once the club kind of dissipated, because... Mm-hmm. Really, they really couldn't do the club when they've got both the leaders there. They got yeah. Finn Balor on one side, AJ on the other side, yeah. and they got Gallows and Anderson like trotting around with both. Yeah. So I think I mean, they could have done it. They done it in Japan. I think they. I think they should have did a storyline where they have to choose a leader. Yeah, that could have worked. That would have been awful. But WWE isn't that smart, so. Yeah, if they'd have had to choose between Finn Balor and AJ Styles, it would have made... But the problem is it would have made one of them a heel. Mm-hmm. It would have made either AJ or Finn Balor a heel, which AJ was already a heel at the time. Mm-hmm. I would have liked so Finn they. Balor be a heel because he can pull it off. Finn Balor? Yeah, as he a can heel? Can we stop talking I've never about seen it. him as a heel, you know what I'm saying? yeah. I, I mean, I've watched matches of him as Prince Divot. I've watched, you know, certain certain promos that he's cut in New Japan where he's cursing at him a lot and stuff like that. But I've never actually watched his run as a heel, so I don't know how he would be. Yeah, I've heard stories that'd be pretty good. Yeah, I hear stories. I think he could probably do it if 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 they gave him a legit chance to do it. It's like they just won't, which is weird because Finn Balor is awesome. Yeah, that's another thing. Does does Finn Balor stay loyal to him the way that he's kind of been 
downplayed a little bit. I mean, even though Finn Balor is still in the main events and stuff, he's not winning any matches. Mm-hmm. I'm saying is he's great, but you never know it because look how they show this guy off. Exactly. Like, he's running around with Bailey doing the B&B thing and, you know, the hug club or whatever it is and... They've got him doing his... I don't mind that as much because of what it is, but it's like, as far as him on the roster, on the main roster, there's no reason why that guy should not be one of your top guys. I mean, he went from... the best wrestler in the world, so it's like, what are y'all doing? He went from being the first ever Universal Champion and never even getting a rematch. Yep. Oh, he got a rematch. They just fed him the Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah, he did eventually get that rematch. Oh, he did? Yeah, you remember on Raw. Yeah, he got it. They just literally just spoon-fed him the Roman Reigns. Was the match good? Yeah. I'll do that. And I'm not a Roman Reigns fan at all, but I will give the devil his due. Roman Reigns can put on a decent match, and I hope he gets better, of course, but... Mm-hmm. Roman has a star quality. I like got on my else. nerves a lot because... Roman Reigns has a star quality like no one else, though. There are, there are times where I'm watching, and there are people who don't know who he, that don't even watch wrestling, that look at him and go, wow, who's that beautiful man? Or who's that <laughs> cute exactly. guy? He's absolutely gorgeous to look at, but for me, that was it. <laughs> And and it brings it brings it eyes. Yeah, we did a we did an episode a couple weeks ago that basically highlighted does being attractive bring more tickets or does it sell more get you to push? And it does. And it, it does. Unfortunately, Art, everybody knows that sex sells. You know, and just how far does it take you? You know, we covered that, you know, on that episode. It'll take you pretty far, but it will. It should you should have a talent to back it up? On this, which I feel he does. That's what I'm saying. And like I said, I'll give Roman his due. Roman is pretty good, but I just don't think he's that great. All right, on this I episode, we want to jump into the legends topic and talk about loyalty to the WWE. Does the loyalty run out, or is there a point in time where you're going to stop watching the show because they're not listening to us? Because Vince is trolling us, or you know, oh, do you? It runs out like a motherfucker, and I'm one of those where it's completely starting to run out. And I hate to be that way because there's so many guys in WWE that I love to watch. Mm-hmm. But it gets to the point to where now, to where I'm just watching for Rollins, for Balor, for Styles, for Nakamura, which is another case. I'm not even going to get on to that. Because I remember, like, when I, back in the day, when I started watching or whatever, like, during the Attitude Era and all that stuff, you used to be excited to watch Raw because you didn't know who was going to start the show, what was going to happen, who was going to come out, 
who was gonna beat up who or any of that. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of getting predictable. predictable. Now mm-hmm. it's predictable. Yeah, it's getting very predictable at this point. They're replaying storylines that we've already watched. You know, there was a point in time, maybe from like 2002 to maybe 2008, where I just stopped watching completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's gonna... starting to be me now. Yeah, and, uh, like I said, I don't want to be that way. It's like now. For like the last couple of weeks, I haven't even bothered to watch Raw. But this, like this week, this is the first time I sat down in about two or three weeks and watched the entire Raw and didn't die of boredom. But yeah. I didn't watch it all last week. The week before that was absolutely atrocious. And that's that's the big thing across the internet lately is how boring Raw is getting and are we going to stop watching it? Because of the basically the how boring the storylines are, and you know, I remember uh, how almost every week in the Attitude Era, Vince used to come out and start the show, but something always happened. He never got through like a whole promo without <laughs> something happening. Yeah. Right. Now. It's like they could probably do that now and it would make people watch, but it's almost like they're complacent and they don't give a fuck. At least that's how I feel. No, remember how, like, like, uh, how no one could do any, like, celebrations or weddings or contract signings or any of that without something happening. Mm -hmm. They couldn't even cut a promo without Mm -hmm. something happening. Now. People get through whole celebrations and like Jinder Mahal never got interrupted when he was doing his like 20 minute promos. And, you know, Mm -hmm. Dean Ambrose gets to talk for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, uh, I don't really think it's a loyalty issue. The, The thing is, it's doing what you enjoy. Okay, if you if you like the WWE, you like the direction that they're going in, then keep watching it. You know, I'm one of those people that, you know, I will keep watching and, you know, I always, I have faith in them. You know, they'll bring it back even when they do kind of you know, slow it down for a bit. And I, I respect what Keisha said. Because the way it's going now, it's like, I have so much trouble watching. And I, I hate to be that way, but now it's like getting to the point to where now, all I watch now is NXT when it comes to WWE. You know, I can Which respect what, uh... What Keisha's saying over there, you know, because, you know, if you're not enjoying it, then you probably shouldn't be watching. And that's another thing. That's another thing that really irritates me is when people who don't enjoy it and can't find one good thing to say about it, but they feel they have to stick around because because they have to tell us how bad it is. You know, that, that really yeah. gets under my skin. That's basically just trolling. Yeah. People just, I mean, nowadays people try to find the worst part about everything instead of finding the good part about it. You know what I'm saying? They're pulling all these Christmas songs off the radio because they're saying it's part of rape culture. And you know what I'm saying? But this stuff was written in the 40s. You know what I'm saying? And they're doing the same thing with wrestling. They're steady trying to bring back the Attitude Era, but it's gone. It's dead. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's dead. It's dead. This is the era of great wrestlers and mediocre storylines. I think mm-hmm. that's the yeah. problem. The problem is the storylines are very mediocre and people are fighting for no reason at all. Yeah. Back back in the day, everybody had a reason why they attacked you. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody had a reason why they hated no you. Reason. People just hit you uh, for no reason. Yeah, people and didn't. I don't understand that either. Like the big show turning heel and face a million times. Why? True. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's like what you're saying. There's no point for half of the shit they have going on. And that goes back to the status that I made about the Raw the week before last. And I said something along the lines of NXT's main event killed Raw's entire show. And a lot of people were pissed off about it. But I have to look at who these people were who were pissed off about it, who are trolls, and who are WWE sheep. There's a difference between loyalists and sheep to me. True. Exactly. See, NXT NXT is pumping storylines in a great way. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are getting interrupted during promos and stuff. I love how NXT ended this this week. Well, last week with um, Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, and uh, Tommaso Ciampa. And in the middle of, like, talking, he gives uh, Ciampa the black mask, like, out of nowhere. He tried to. Yeah. Uh, I think Johnny uh, got out of the arena, didn't he? No, he, 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 Johnny got out, but Did Tommaso he didn't. Did he get hit? He got he hit. hit. <laughs> I thought I must have uh, skipped the very, very, very end. I did not see that. Yeah, he, he will kick the shit out of Tommaso <laughs> Champa. But, uh, but uh, stay on topic here. You know? And I'm saying, that's, that's the point. Um, yeah. NXT is pumping out these great storylines. They're pumping out these great matches. They're bringing back stuff that we haven't seen in a long time, like war games mm-hmm. and these elimination yeah. matches. And their tag matches are lit. They're, they're actually doing things the right way. I don't know if it's because Triple H is in charge mm-hmm. and Vince doesn't have too much say-so in developmental. Because we got to remember, it's still developmental. It is. That's the funny part about it. And that's what I was saying. I was like... Because it's one of my friends that I use that term loosely, but he's like, I'm still waiting on NXT to catch up with the main roster, and my quote was, don't you mean the other way around? Because it looks like NXT is the one that's caught up in the main roster, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, all the takeovers have been killing the pay-per-views lately. You know what I mean? Well, for a long time. There's a reason why NXT shits on the main roster pay-per-views Every time there's a takeover, I can I can I'm trying to think about two that weren't that great, but it's still shitted on whatever was the main roster did, and it's like that constantly. And they're supposed to be developmental. Yeah, it's, it's supposed like, to be. How? But I, that's what I don't understand. How is developmental? And they've got all these veterans down there that's been wrestling for years yeah. and years and years. And as far yeah, as but there's is doing, he's doing a, a great job. But there's still a lot of people that don't watch NXT that mm-hmm. never even heard of any of the people that's down there, and um, they're just staying loyal only to shit on Raw and SmackDown. They're not even there. For the excitement of the show, they're there just to talk about how bad it is. You know, uh, to be honest, I don't know when anybody will read me. I've never even watched it, so it's like, I can understand if you watched it and you didn't like it, it's not just your cup of tea, that's fine. You're entitled to that opinion. But if you've never even watched the fucking show, how can you say that sucks? No, yeah, I understand but, that, but uh, I don't want anybody to read me the wrong way. You know, it is it, we do have the the amendment right to uh, free speech and everything. It's just 
like I said, the people that just stick around just to be dicks about it, pretty much. Well, yeah, I don't understand that either. It's like nobody's holding a gun in your head to make you watch it. You're watching it because you want to. Right. Exactly. So what's the point of watching it just so you can sit there and tell us how bad it is? We know how bad it is. We're watching it. We don't need you to tell us. That. Right. We've been watching it for years point. and years and years. And I believe everybody that stops watching wrestling eventually starts back. Just like I did. I stopped watching wrestling around the time where Shawn Michaels retired. And I didn't come back until about the time where CM Punk dropped the pipe bomb. Around then, shit got real, really real, really fast. You know, and as I was saying, you know, uh, it's, you know, the WWE is not the be all end all. And you know, most of the, these indie companies, they are doing pretty good. You know, they have they have what you're looking for. Good, good matches, good storylines. And, you know, people that stop watching the WWE, they stop because they go watch them. And you know, I'm completely fine with that. You know, I don't have any issues there, you know, if they're if they're not what you're looking for. But if you're if you're done watching, then be done watching. Don't just try to stop everybody else from watching because you don't want right. to watch anymore. Pretty much. You know what I mean? Right. Like there are a lot of a lot of people out there who try to take their opinion and push it on you to make you try to see how bad wrestling is or it's predetermined anyway, so why would you want to watch that? Who cares? We're in it for entertainment purposes only anyway. Mm-hmm. We want to watch something that makes us excited. We love watching the underdogs and stuff like that. But as long as they give us great storylines and give us great wrestling matches, then what's the problem? Yeah. I don't see any problem with that. You know what I mean? And there are a lot of a lot of different organizations out there, but let's be honest. None of them can touch the WWE. None of them. As being big as they are. But to be honest, dog, I think there are... uh, They do do wrestling better, though. And that's what these guys are looking for. They're looking for great matches. let's, let's, Let's be honest, man. Nobody puts on a show like the World Wrestling Entertainment. No one. They don't have the, the budgets to, to do that. I understand not WWE's that. fault. That's not WWE's fault. If if all these uh so-called independent junkies would just go ahead and put their money where their mouth is, then they'd have the revenue to do it too. Say, instead, they're getting pirated. They do do that. That's I what mean, I'm saying. I put on a good show, do you mean by making because it looks better or just by the show in general? The show in general. I mean, the whole thing as far as the wrestlers goes, pushing the talent, as far as the lighting, the LED boards, the production value, everything. Yeah, there are a couple uh, companies that have I wrestling on the WWE, the but, but them, nobody's got the whole kidding a boodle on them. New Japan might be up there, but they're not WWE's budget. They don't have the lighting. They don't have uh, the... Uh, I don't care about your lighting. Just, just, just entertain me what you're doing in the ring. And I'm just saying, they you know... But like we said, the in-ring thing is not the only thing that counts. In-ring ability is not all that matters. Right. Right. Yeah. I guess if you mean by who can make things look the flashiest, then yeah... WWE has them on that. So that's all it's about anyway. It's like that can't be that's just not enough for me. Not anymore. 
Well, it used to be. That's what it is. So if you stay loyal to the show, do that. Don't just shit on us, though. All right, Gunner, tell the people where to reach you, man. Uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook. Matthew Lindsay 677 on Instagram. Keisha, tell the people where to reach you. Keisha Thomas on Facebook, on Instagram. Keisha is awesome. And Art Dog 1 on Instagram, Art Dog 3 on Twitter, and Arthur Quinn on Facebook. Hit us up at the Sons of Legends 21 at gmail.com if you got any any concerns or you want to just argue with us that's mm-hmm. cool with us too hit us up on I any like to argue. yeah I, I love that i would love that hit us yeah. up on any other social media you can check us out on spotify apple music cast app anchor anywhere where you listen to podcasts yep, yep. uh anything you want to say to the people keisha no i'm pretty covered for right now all right, man. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Sons of Legends. We'll hit y'all up next time. So long, so long peoples.